Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Soul Beauty Chat. I'm your host, Fatima, and the Soul Beauty Chat is a self care community and podcast designed to empower you through faith infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. In addition to that, I am a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher and a brand strategy coach and consultant. So before we dive into this episode, let's explore a few ways that you can support the show. Number one, subscribe on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. The show is also available on various other major streaming platforms. Number two, rate and review. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you leave a rating and review so that other people can find out about this show. Number three, leave a comment. If you're listening on YouTube, share your thoughts as you're listening along and let me know how you feel about this episode. Number four, send me a message. If you're listening via Anchor, you can actually send me a voice memo directly through the app. But you can also send me an email at soulbeautychat at gmail.com. Number five, become a monthly supporter. So if you're interested in supporting the show on a consistent basis, you can become a Patreon member. Patreon is a membership site that allows you to get exclusive behind the scene vlogs of my daily life, starting a business and running a nonprofit. You'll have access to all of my virtual meditation classes and you'll have access to any workshops where I invite guests on. And finally, work with me. If you're interested in booking a coaching session, a meditation session, or any of my other programs, you can find out about them on soulbeautychat.com. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It is a chilly December morning. And I am just here with my tea with lemon and ginger inside and honey to soothe as I prepare for this beautiful conversation with you guys. I'm really excited to record this episode because it's been a while since I have recorded a podcast. I feel like I always say that, but it's true. I go into moments of just being present and just living life and that sometimes leads me away from the podcast and creating. But when those sparks start going off, those creative sparks start going off, I am very intentional about hopping on and recording. And that is what happened today. Um, So I'm really excited about this episode because one, it's been a while, but two, we are approaching 2021. If you have been following me on Instagram, you know that, um, My new year is technically my birthday, which was a few weeks ago. So I've already bought in the new year, but I know a lot of people traditionally wait until, you know, January 1st or or December 31st to bring in the new year. So I wanted to create this podcast as a way for you to reflect and to start to prepare for the new year, despite when you bring it in, if you've already bought in your new year, this would be really insightful. Um, if you haven't yet, if you haven't, you know, thought about your goals and your plans, um, if you haven't done any reflecting, this is going to be a great episode to do so. I'm actually going to be sharing what I've learned in 2020, a couple of different lessons, but 
along the way, as always, I hope that my stories, my journey um, gives you some inspiration and empower you to reflect on your own journey. There also will be some journaling prompts in this episode. So if you have not already, I invite you to go ahead and grab your favorite tea as well and just settle in, get a journal, something to write with, because this is going to be a very reflective episode. I also want to mention that towards the end of this episode, I have a very special offer exclusively for the podcast listeners. So I'm not going to be promoting this on social media or really anywhere until next year. Seating is limited for this very special um, workshop that I'm going to be offering, but I do want to mention that I'm going to talk about that a little later in this podcast if that's something you might be interested in. Before we dive in, I want to first just say thank you to everyone who has donated to the GoFundMe for the SoBD Outreach. If you don't know what the SoBD Outreach is, I encourage you to go back a few episodes and listen to the podcast called Soul Care for Homeless Women. That is where I talk exclusively about the nonprofit, why I started it, why I'm starting it, um, what that process has been like, the fear, the faith, um, the divineness of it all. And I'm just really excited for what God is going to do in 2021 through that organization and only with your help. So I thank you so much if you have donated. Um, If you would like to donate, just click the link in my description to learn more about it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into what I've learned in 2020. Now, this year has been a roller coaster for, I would say, everyone. I think everyone has experienced a range of emotions and situations this year. Um, Some positive, some really beautiful, some amazing, and some not so amazing. Things have happened, right? And I don't want to go through a recap of all of the things that 2021, I mean, I'm sorry, that 2020 um, bought for us collectively because I think we all know, right? And we all experience those things in our own way. And um, I like to be very intentional that I'm using my platform not to um, spread, you know, um, harm to people. And I know reliving some of those things, even just certain words can be triggers, right? So I'm going to omit that in this podcast. And instead, I'm going to focus on what I've learned, and I'm going to invite you to do the same. So one of the biggest things that I learned about myself in 2020 is that I am so resilient, right? And I think we probably all learned this lesson. I think in the past, you know, this idea of being strong or this idea of being resilient and having strength never really resonated with me. I never really sat and thought about all of the things that I've been through and how I've overcome them. Um, It's really rare that I would think about that. If I wasn't thinking about it in the lens of what God did for me, or if someone asked me about certain situations, I typically wouldn't think about that. So resiliency was never a word or a, um, a idea that really resonated with me as a person up until this year where I think it was my sister Rakia who mentioned recently, um, you know, that I am extremely resilient and 
resiliency is just like this ability to kind of bounce back, right? It's like, despite what life throws your way, you have this tendency to pick up the pieces and bounce back. I kind of think of like a rubber band in a sense, like no matter how far you stretch it, almost to the point of breaking, it still snaps right back into place. And it really would take continuously, like over and over again, probably like weeks or days at a time to really stretch the rubber band out of place, right? It wouldn't be something that you would do once or twice or three times and all of a sudden it's lost its shape. Um, And that's kind of how I view myself in a lot of ways now, where I have this um, potency to myself that um, allows me to be stretched sometimes to points of feeling as if I can't go any further and wondering, is this going to be my breaking point? But I snap back into place. And that's something that I am grateful for. I think that only comes through um, the second thing that I've learned, which is my deepening my trust in God. I think a huge part of my resilience ties directly into my trust in God, because without that trust in God, I don't think that I would be as resilient. I don't think that I would be as um, tender in a lot of ways, right? Where I'm able to be flexible and adaptable and navigate these tricky situations. Like for example, earlier this year, I'm not sure how long you guys have been listening to the show, but if you've been around for a while, you know that earlier this year, um, I talked about in the midst of um, quarantine or right before you know lockdowns and all of that, um, losing my job and then going through a breakup. Right. So I was very honest about both of those things and shared that those situations happened. But um, reflecting back, I can see that that's where a lot of that resilience was built, but it was only built through my deepening into my relationship with God during those seasons of complete isolation. Right. Like legitimately not being able to go out or be with friends and being afraid that. You know, if I walked outside, I was going to get sick. Having to only rely on God in those difficult seasons really does teach us to trust in a new way. And it builds this level of endurance that gives us the strength to continue running the race, right? It it builds character. It builds depth. It builds this intensity that only comes from trial. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I remember a pastor at a church I was going to once said that um, he said that faith is just a theory until it's tested. And that just resonated with me so much, right? It just resonated with me so much because it reminded me that um, it reminded me that, you know, if we're not being put through trials, even though they may be uncomfortable, 
even though they may be difficult, if we're not put through any type of trials and everything is just always smooth and easy and comfortable, then do we even need God? Do we need our faith? Because I notice that my faith is typically activated in seasons of struggle, right? And that's not saying that, you know, you can't develop faith without seasons of struggle. But when I think about those pivotal moments in my life, they all were a direct result of some shift happening, right? And typically an uncomfortable shift. And, you know, realizing that this walk of faith really is a journey. It's never this consistent thing. It's never just like a straight line. It is constantly a remembering that um, there's a cycle that we go through a period of struggle that strengthens our faith, our character, our trust in God, a period of man of, of alignment as a result of that, a period of manifestation. And then after that manifestation, typically there's another period of struggle, right? And that struggle can come in the sense of loss. That struggle can come in the sense of desiring something else, right? But there's always another level that we're going to. It's never this linear thing. It is definitely very cynical where, where it goes in a cycle. And we are developed by that cycle, right? We're developed by that cycle of evolution. So that is one of the the main things that I've learned um, this year and that I am truly just grateful for, honestly. It reminds me a lot of the scripture um, I can't find it at the moment. It's really bugging me. I know that Paul said it, but where he talks about um, the endure, if you're listening to this on YouTube, by the way, leave it in the comments because I'm sure somebody probably knows it, but where he talks about um, how enduring trials builds our character and perseverance, right? That's that's exactly what this is. Another scripture that it reminds me of is um, Timothy 1 and 4 where it talks about, where it says, let endurance complete its work so that you may be complete and sound in all respects, not lacking anything, right? So it's like these seasons of of trial, these seasons of struggle, they always lead us to a greater level of strength and endurance that builds our character in the long run. So that is a second lesson that I learned. Another lesson that I learned um, is that it's actually okay to fall apart, right? At first I talked about resilience. I'm just going to take a sip of my tea. And how that resilience is developed through my trust and, and faith in God. But I also want to mention that it is totally okay to fall apart. In those seasons that I just talked about of losing my job and going through a breakup earlier this year, I don't want anyone to think that those spaces were easy to navigate, right? Like they were just a cakewalk because I have this faith or because 
I had this, this knowing that, you know, God was with me. It was still a challenge. And, and lately I've been told more than once by multiple people, oh, Fatima, you're so strong, right? And for whatever reason, I feel this like physical response to it. And I know that people mean it with the best intentions. So I don't always say say anything. Sometimes I just let it go. But in my mind, I'm like, but I don't always have to be. Like, you don't always have to be strong. We don't always have to be strong. It is okay for us to fall apart, for us to feel completely like, wow, I don't know where I'm going next or what I'm doing next or how I'm going to navigate the space to allow yourself to be sad, right? To allow yourself to cry, to allow yourself to just, even if you're feeling depressed, I think even that is allowed to some extent, right? And that it's okay as long as we don't, we don't stay there. Like I'll give you guys a very real example. So um, I'm personally navigating a trial right now. And um, when it first happened, I was extremely upset, extremely, extremely upset and extremely disappointed and sad. Right. And, you know, I had conversations with a few people and they mentioned, you know, I know you're strong and I know you're resilient and I know you're going to bounce back. And I'm like, yes, all of those things are true. But right now in this moment, I honor the fact that I am sad. I honor the fact that I am disappointed and I honor the fact that I don't want to be strong. Right. I don't I don't want to tap into that resilience. I want to just be with myself in this sadness and this grief that I'm feeling right now. And that is okay. I think especially as Black women and Black men, it can be harmful at times to tell people in seasons of trial, oh, I know you're so strong. I know you're going to get through this. Those things may be true. And although it may be coming, coming from an encouraging place, we have to start to honor ourselves. And when people around us, our loved ones are saying, this is hard. Meet them in that spot sometimes, you know, meet them, meet yourself in that spot and just say, yeah, this is hard. And I want to cry about this and I want to be sad about this and allow yourself that space. So what I did was, you know, I kind of stopped talking to people for a little while and just decided to be in my own energy. And I allowed myself to be sad. And however that shows up for you, right? And I think as long as it's not in a destructive way or in a harmful way, that there's safe ways to explore and hold space for yourself to be sad and disappointed, right? That can look like allowing yourself to sleep in. That can look like um, binging on your favorite show or um, turning off your phone for a little while, right? Those are, those are safe ways that you can explore and honor your emotions. We don't have to just bypass these things, these moments of disappointment and sadness and hurt and grief. Honor them. Honor them. Find safe ways to honor what you are feeling. Okay, on to the next point. What I have learned, what I have developed rather, um, I think this might be the last one actually. 
oh no, this is the second to last one. This is the fourth one. I have developed a sharper intuition, a sharper intuition I have developed over this year. I think through spending so much time with myself, in myself, with my thoughts, I have developed a intensely strong intuition where when I hear something now and I feel something now, I feel so responsible to act responsibly, right? It's like in the past, I would kind of teeter-totter and be like, well, did you say that, God? Mm, Was it actually you? Mm, I don't know. Like kind of do that little dance where um, I always reference Gideon in the Bible, how he needed like three confirmations. He's like, okay, if the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, okay, if the ground is dry and the fleece, like it's like you you heard God. It was God. It was God we don't have to do all that. Right. But that developed, once I developed that intuition through spending so much time alone and so much time with God, now it's like, I hear something and I'm like, I'm afraid what's going to happen if I don't act responsibly, if I don't listen to that intuition, because it's so clear now. And that is something that I don't necessarily think I had before. I think we all have intuition to some extent, right? I kind of view it the way I view a lot of things in life as a spectrum. And I think what sharpens our intuition is simply just being present with ourselves and being present with God. Everybody has the ability to be, to have discernment and to have strong gut feelings. Um, I think society actually teaches us a lot of times to ignore those gut feelings. Um, where you may have a first thought about a person or a thing or an idea, but, and not even just society. Sometimes it's just us, right? Sometimes we just want something so badly that we ignore those alarms in our body, like the physical alarms. Like it's called a gut feeling because a lot of times you feel it in your gut. You feel that something is unsettled in your actual gut, in your actual belly area. And, but if we're not present, right. And we're just focusing on what we want, what we see, what we feel, then oftentimes we can push that to the side and say, oh, well, maybe that wasn't God, or maybe that wasn't my gut trying to tell me something. Maybe I'm just X instead, right downplaying it or covering things up. We do it all the time. Like I can think of so many times when I've done it and I'm sure you can as well, where you choose what you want or what you expect over what you feel in your gut and what God is telling you and leading you to. So that is something that has been sharpened over the course of 2020. Um, And speaking of which, I actually want to mention here that the workshop that I'm going to be offering in January to my community is actually going to focus in a lot on this. Um, It's going to be all about living in alignment and all of the things that I've been doing from, I believe, 2018. I started this process of doing an alignment audit for myself every single month where I tap into what feels aligned, what doesn't feel aligned, and giving myself very realistic goals. But we'll get more into that at the end of the episode. But just know that 
sharpening your intuition and developing um, this sense of discernment is a huge part of that and a huge part of my process and how I got to this point came from the things that I'm going to be sharing in that workshop. So make sure you stay tuned until the end if you are interested in registering for that. Okay, the final thing that I have learned through 2020 is, or that I've, I don't know if this is a, I've learned or if it's a, I experienced through in 2020 was healing of core wounds. If you don't know what core wounds are, I actually recorded a whole episode about it. I believe it was this year, but it might've been last year, actually. Actually, yeah, I think it was last year um, where I talk about core wounds, what they are, etc. I think I even shared what one of mine was, and that is fear of abandonment, right? I just want to add a little caveat here that healing is not a linear journey, right? So we don't ever reach a point where we're like, oh, I've healed this thing. Yay, I'm healed. It's like, it doesn't really work that way. I think we've reached a point where we learn to um, integrate the healing into our experiences. But the wound, in my opinion, is kind of always still there. It's just that you've evolved to a point in your healing journey where you've learned to navigate it. You've learned to nurture it. You've learned how to get through it when it shows up. But for me personally, I don't know. I can't necessarily say that, um, I'm healed in this area. That just feels weird. It doesn't even, to me, that doesn't even make sense because it's, it's an ongoing thing, but healing of the core wound of fear of abandonment. I've had so many breakthroughs this year when it comes to that particular area. Again, if you don't know what core wounds are or fear of abandonment is, go back and listen to that episode because it's a lot to kind of dive into right now. But um, and attachment styles and all of that, I talk about all of that in those episodes. Um, But yeah, it's I actually link those episodes below because I think they're really important. But that is something that I realized about myself this year is that I have just had so many breakthroughs in those areas um, through different, a lot of meditation, through a lot of journaling, and also investing in myself has been a huge theme this year. I invested in a meditation training. I invested in a womb wellness course with Danielle Laos Barton, who God willing, will be on the podcast in 2021. Um, Amazing, amazing course. Like when I was taking this course, I was telling everybody about it because it literally changed my life. Um, Also a breathwork training. Um, I'm I'm in training to, I've already completed the training. Now I'm just working on my hours, but I did a training um, focused on breathwork. And that also led to some very powerful breakthroughs. I always think that's so dope how you'll feel led to something thinking that it's for you to teach to other people and in actuality um in that training like I haven't taught breath work to anyone instead I've just been practicing it on myself and it's been leading to some extreme powerful breakthroughs um so yeah healing of core wounds is possible I think that's something that I learned right is that you can heal those really 
traumatic experiences that may have happened to you, you can heal those those things that show up in your life over and over again, like fear of abandonment, like fear of rejection, like people pleasing, right? You can heal those things. I think before it was just like an idea, a theory, but seeing in action this year, how much progress I've made in those areas. I'm actually extremely proud of myself. And if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment and let me know, like, have you been navigating any core wounds in your life? And if so, how have they been showing up for you? How have you been healing through those things? Um, so how did I learn these things that I just shared with you? Um, the three things that really led me to these insights and these lessons this year have been meditation, or I'll just say self-care, self-care, alignment, and invest, investing in myself. So like I mentioned, the courses that I took, meditation, journaling, spending time alone, all of that falls under self-care. Excuse me, let me just drink some tea. <clears throat> alignment. Like I mentioned earlier, constantly doing my alignment audits every single month to check in with myself, to check in with God, and to make sure that I was living as authentically as possible. And number three was investing in myself. I invested in trainings. I invested in courses. I invested in workshops. <laughs> I invested in, in so many things, baths and skincare products, so many things I invested in that led to this version of myself right now, which I actually think is the best version of me that I've met thus far. <laughs> I really like this version of me. So I want to tell you a little bit more about the alignment workshop that I'm going to be offering on January 9th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is going to be a live class via Zoom for the community, you listening right now. If you cannot join the live class, don't worry, because it will be recorded and sent out to all of the participants afterwards to listen to, revisit as much as you need to. But I think it would be really beneficial for us to join and do this in community. So what is the alignment workshop? The alignment workshop is basically the process that I have been on from 2018. I started doing this and a series of questions, prompts, and meditations that will guide you into closer alignment so that this is an ongoing thing, by the way. You can join one class, but my intention is to make this something that is monthly where we can consistently meet, keep each other accountable, and move forward together. It's something that I said, like I said, personally, I have been doing this <laughs> since 2018. It started as something I was doing for myself. And then I started to get my friends involved because we were keeping each other accountable. And now it's, it's something that I'm feeling led to share with greater community, which is you. So like I said, there will be a guided meditation, journaling prompts. We'll be praying together. We'll be discussing those prompts together and we will be doing a meditation together and we will be focusing on alignment for 2021. So if you are someone that's like, you know, the whole new year resolution thing doesn't resonate with me, it definitely doesn't resonate with me, um, but you want to tap into 
you know, your goals from a place of being in alignment with God, then this is probably the workshop for you. So if it resonates, I want to encourage you to go ahead and check it out. I'm also going to include a discount code in the description box for anyone that is interested in registering early. So if you register early, you can actually save a little bit on your purchase by using the code soul beauty chat. So all one word, by the way, soul beauty chat, all one word, all lowercase. So using that code, you will save on your registration for this workshop. So like I said, if you're interested, if it resonates, if it sounds like something that you need, go ahead and sign up. I want to mention that as like most of my class seating is limited. So I like to keep these things very intimate because it's a lot of energy exchange. So only 11 tickets are available. If it's something that is resonating with you, go ahead and sign up and early registration ends on January 1st. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and dive into these journaling prompts. So grab your journal if you haven't done so, done so already. Um, I have actually been experimenting with Tibetan sound bowl lately, and I'm feeling led to incorporate her into this um, practice right now. So we're going to do a simple grounding meditation before we get into the journaling prompts. So I invite you, if you haven't already, to just go ahead and find a comfortable seat if you can, right? I know sometimes you're driving or walking or whatever, um, and you can still listen if so, but if you are in a space to sit with your feet planted firmly on the floor, I encourage you to do so. And place your hands in the palms of your lap, um, resting face down on your thighs or face down on your thighs, actually. Yeah. To kind of just ground your energy, ground into yourself, because this, these questions are really self-reflective, right? So I want you to tap into your own energy right now. So just go ahead and sit with a nice tall spine, shoulders rounded up and back down away from the ears, creating space, dropping into this moment. And if you haven't already, go ahead and just close your eyes. And with eyes closed, become aware of your breathing. Breathing in through the nose, deep, full breaths, filling the belly with air. And slow and control, exhale through the mouth, releasing. Again, breathing in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. 
Continue to breathe at your own pace, in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just reflect on these questions. What is one lesson I've learned this year? What is one lesson I've learned this year? Eyes still closed, still breathing at your own pace. What am I letting go of? What am I letting go of? Taking in a breath to receive the question and exhaling to let go. And finally, what is life currently teaching me? What is life currently teaching me? Take another deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just rest on those questions for a moment. Noticing what's coming up for you. And when you feel ready, I invite you to go ahead and open your eyes. Grab your journal. And I'm going to repeat the questions again, but also the questions are listed in the description box of this episode. So the first question is, what have I learned this year? The second question is, what am I letting go of? And the third question is, what is life currently teaching me? So I invite you to take as much time as you need to explore these questions. If you are listening on YouTube, go ahead and use the comment section and share your answers. Letting everyone know what you are letting go of or what you learn. And as always, I will be joining you in conversation in those comments because I love to see what you all have to say. And I just want to say thank you again to everyone who supports this podcast. It's been a beautiful year for me personally with so many highs and lows. And I've been writing through each one of them, but I think your energy, love, and support definitely is a factor that has been consistent no matter where I was in my personal journey. And for that, I am extremely grateful. I'm extremely, extremely grateful to every person that leaves comments and sends me DMs to let me know how impactful this podcast and just my work is to their lives. I appreciate you so much. If I have never responded to a comment you've left or 
a message. I just want to let you know right now that I appreciate you so, so much. And I am so grateful. I send you my love. I send you my energy. I pray that this new year for you brings you discernment. It brings you alignment. It brings you peace. It brings you deeper connection with God. I pray that it brings you healing in whatever way that you need. I pray that it brings you joy and peace. And I pray that it brings you exactly what God needs for you in this season of life. I pray that your families are well, that you are well, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. And I just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So take care, everyone, and I will see you in 2021. Before we get any further into this episode, I want to share with you a resource that I've been using called Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you are seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. I'm going to share a few details about this app in case you're interested in checking it out. One of the best things is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line and is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. One of the best things also is that there is a broad range of expertise and faithful counseling's counselors network, which may not be locally available in some areas. However, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need assistance. Faithful Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily, or you can listen to my personal review that I shared a few years ago, I think, maybe like a year or so ago, um, before this collaboration came about, and you can learn about my personal experience. If you're interested in signing up and joining over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of a professional, uh, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. Again, if you're interested in taking charge of your mental health, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. By using my link, you will get 10% off your first month of sessions. And again, that's getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Back to the episode.